Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Welcome to On The Pace for this Sunday morning. Fred Hastings, a big night at Menangle last night. There certainly was, Dan. There was a big night at Menangle. There was a big night at Melton. Of course, they had their Breeders' Crown Finals on and uh, pleased to report that uh, New South Wales so in the two-year-old fillies, Luxa Turner, uh, ran a great race, beaten the length in uh, that Group 1 final for Rick Alchin and the, uh, the Spina family. Uh, and then Luke McCarthy drove one for Emma Stewart, a Group 1 winner in Race 7, perfect class, leading all the way, was uh, was very, very good. Uh, and in the trot, uh, the two-year-old trot, Maximus Meridius, um, from one of your favourite movies, Dan, uh, The Gladiator, Maximus Meridius ran third for the McDowells and Leighton Green. So we, we had a, a few in the placings in those those big finals last night. But, yep, you're right, on the local front, uh, well, it was typical, the Cam Hart show. Uh, he uh, picked up another uh, hat-trick of wins. He won the first with Brooklyn Bridge for Jared Alch. And I, I need to go back and check. I think it's been probably the last three or four meetings at Menangle on a, on a metropolitan level where Jared has won the first race, not necessarily with Cam driving, um, but uh, Jared's uh, having a great run at the moment. Brooklyn Bridge won the first. Uh, dance and deliver for Peter and Ellen Rickson. We don't see an awful lot of Ellen on the Metro stage on a Saturday night, but gee, she did a good job but with dance and deliver. Had it three back in the moving line, produced it at the right time to score a good win uh, for uh, for Peter Rickson, her dad. And on a night where the club, and I'll get to the replay shortly, paid tribute to the great AD Tony Turnbull. Uh, Ellen, of course, a, a granddaughter of the late, great Tony Turnbull. Uh, Jack Callaghan won for Scotty Hewitt on Sailor Girl, doing a good job. And then Seaton Grimer and Joe Connolly combined with I'm in Trouble to win the fourth. Uh, Cam Hart picked up the uh, second of his double, and it was the first of a double for Jason Grimson with Dennis William. Fair training effort, Dan. Only had, um, well, hadn't had a trial it hadn't uh, that I could find, and uh, certainly... Uh, hadn't raced since July of 2022. Did a good job to beat a, a tidy field. I'll skip over the sixth for the moment. The seventh went to Blazing Shannon, Brian Portelli and Josh Gallagher leading all the way. Uh, he's a different horse when he can dictate the tempo, Blazing Shannon. Uh, you see him going around at Penrith and he draws a second line. You can virtually go close to penning him. But uh, when he gets a good draw, uh, a front row draw on a small track or a nice low draw on the big track, gee, he acquits himself well. And he won uh, in uh, 53-6. And Zambia won the last uh, for Dean Atkinson and Blake Fitzpatrick combining. But the feature I alluded to, it was the Club Menangle Tony Turnbull free-for-all. And this horse is undefeated at Menangle since joining the Jason Grimson Barn. As they come down the side of the track and the leader is high, my name is Jeff. Rip pulls out. In behind the leader at the moment as they near the turn as Mac Da Vinci and then came roll up out of Orlando as heads were turned for home. They tripped that split in 27 8 and high. My name is Jeff has kicked away. Gets four metres in front of Mac Da Vinci and then Rip who's running on resolutely. Out of Orlando's trying to wind up but he goes full bore now and high. My name is Jeff and high. My name is Jeff has quickly put up a margin. Gets 10 Meters in front, holding second, Mac Da Vinci. Out of Orlando, gets to the line. Okay, runs another hole, but too good was Hi, my name is Jeff. Beats Mac Da Vinci. Yeah, very uh, talented horse. Hi, my name is Jeff. Jason has uh, really got him flying, and he's of course Queensland bound uh, for the Inters. Hi, my name is Jeff, uh, um, and it beat Mac Da Vinci. It's just racing uh, in uh, great form, Mac Da Vinci. An old out of Orlando, a member of the Millionaire Club, wound up running into third spot, and that's the way. The marbles fell at Menangle, Jason Grimson a double and uh, Cam Hart a driving treble.
Well, as far as uh, the news front goes, uh, there was a bit of news that uh, manifested over the last couple of weeks with uh, news that Brendan Mikulov had been appointed the newly uh, or the newly anointed CEO at the Bathurst Harness Racing Club. He's just had his feet under the desk for one week, and I thought it might be opportune to catch up with him, and uh, we welcome him to uh, the program. G'day, Brendan. G'day, Freddie. Thanks for having me, mate. Yeah, big shoes to fill, Danny Dwyer. He was a giant out there at Bathurst, uh, and uh, you're the man that's been uh, appointed to the role. Uh, how do you feel about replacing a man who's done so many good things for the industry? Uh, it's, it's definitely tough shoes to fill. I mean, Danny was there 17 years. Yeah, he obviously moved them from the uh, the club from the showgrounds to Mount Panorama, where the new track's been for the last 10 years, and and the club's had great success uh, with that move and. Uh, with everything that is implemented and, and obviously the continued success of the Gold Crown Carnival. Uh, so it's definitely going to be tough shoes to fill, but uh, he's been showing me the ropes and he's, he's been absolutely fantastic in, in the transition period and helping me along my way. And there will be a little bit of a transitioning as Danny uh, you know, comes out of the, the role and you uh, ease your way into it? Yeah, uh, over, well, basically up until the Christmas period. Uh, he's, mm-hmm. He'll be there around and about the show there and and helping me out, um, and then after Christmas and into the new year, we'll be we'll be off and running. Good stuff. Now, now, Brendan, you, you're from a harness racing family. I know your dad's a top flight journo for the harness racing, and you, you've been around the industry for a long time. But I guess you were really forced to create your identity in the in the sport around 2020 or thereabouts when a a thing popped up called COVID-19. Tell us a bit about how you really got your teeth into the industry. Yeah, I was I was always an avid spectator, but that was about uh, as much of a role I played in harness racing up until 2020. And uh, when I was stood down from my role um, as a sim coach during COVID, then I had the, the chance to get a few friends and family together and we, we bought a couple of horses from New Zealand and I, I started BPM Bloodstock from, uh, with those two horses, Delilah Gold and Miss Euroso Toro. And uh, then from there, we, we, we found a need in the market and uh, you know, it, it took a little bit of time to gain some traction, uh, but uh, as we did gain traction, we were able to build a bit of a following, and then from there we built our numbers up, and and from there BPM Bloodstock took off, and uh, we've had a lot of fun and a lot of success along the way. I'm sure harness fans would be familiar with the uh, the BPM Bloodstock uh, moniker, and of course those. Uh, gold BPM uh, silks that we see racing. And full disclosure, um, I caught the bug with a group of my mates and we decided to uh, approach you and uh, under the guise of BPM Budstock and you found us a very good horse uh, from uh, from New Zealand over the ditch called uh, Heaven on High. He ended up winning five races at Menangle, four at Metro level and was group two placed. And uh, I know he was a bit of a favourite of yours because he he took uh, us all on a ride, but, but... it was just a good get at the time. And that was around the time when you'd really bolstered your numbers with BPM Bloodstock and, and, and horses like him and a few others, they were really uh, helping put the name out there and the brand out there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's nothing like winners to get the name out there and, and for everybody to see uh, what you can't do. But I mean, you know, getting the winners is, is amazing and it, it brings a lot of joy to people. But a part of what we realise is it's actually not just about the winners, it's actually about the ownership experience. And that goes mm. from, you know, the nights that we can create um, at the racetrack, uh, from, you know, pre- and post-race reports and, and the communication between the trainer and myself and then from myself onto the owners. It really, everyone really feels it's much more a part of it. And, and, you know, even with Heaven on High, you know, things can go wrong sometimes. And as long as there's full disclosure and there's 
you know, a clear line of communication, then everybody's happy about it because mm. you, know, you don't get into horses. I mean, everybody hopes to get into horses thinking that everything's going to be smooth sailing and it's going to be happy days along the way. But as we know with horses, it's never like that. And, and yeah. that's the most important thing is just that clear line of communication and then everybody has a good time throughout and everyone knows what's going on. And the beauty of syndication is, of course, that you can have 2.5%, you can have 20%, you can have 100%. But that thrill, that, that feeling, uh, whether you've got 2.5% or 100% of a, a win at Menangle or a win at Penrith or a win at Tamworth, anywhere, um, it's the same. It's the same thrill, that same excitement level uh, that the money becomes and the, the share factor becomes secondary. It's you are all in on that horse. And that's one thing I thought you did very well in promoting BPM Bloodstock. Before we move on to Bathurst, why the change? Why? Because you had built a successful brand and, and it was really, uh, you know, you, you were really enjoying what you were doing. Why the change? Is it uh, an opportunity that was too good to, to refuse? It was, it, was, it was an opportunity that was too good to refuse, but more importantly, a big part of the reason why I started BPM was to have an impact on the industry. And mm. from an ownership perspective, I was able to do that. And now I can pass BPM. The BPM reigns onto my partner, Caroline, and, and I know that she does an, an amazing job and uh, mm. she does so much work behind the scenes that people don't see. Uh, and, and I know that she'll be able to just, you know, take the ball and just keep running it up um, and do an amazing job. And, and I'll be able to support her now, have, a, have that secondary role <laughs> for her. And, and she'll be in the limelight and she'll be, she'll be running it. And, and I can't wait to see what she does. But more importantly, with the Bathurst role, it, it really, you know, mm. taking the CEO role gives me a massive opportunity to have a, a far greater impact on the industry and the sport that, you know, I, I grew up loving. I was, I was in the jog cart as a, as a toddler with my granddad. And, you know, I remember mm. as a kid always talking about the Miracle Mile in Dominion when everyone was talking about the NRL Grand Final. And, and so having... <laughs> And the other thing with Bathurst is it's it's a place that's so rich in history, and yes. and you know I had the opportunity to speak to all of Tony, or some of Tony Turnbull's uh, kids and grandkids that were on track last night, and have you know I'm, I'm learning and, and understanding how just important the Bathurst area is to harness racing, and and that makes me even more keen to make sure I do I make sure I do a good job there. Brendan, I've said it before, Tony Turnbull's most fondly remembered for being the man who steered and, and brought to prominence a horse called Honda Grattan. I think it's fair to say his legacy extends well beyond that and you've only got to look at the race fields on a, a Saturday night and you see so many of his grandchildren and now the emergence of a great grandson in, in Jed and, um, you know, he's he's left this legacy behind of, of this family that... Uh, quintessential to harness racing, particularly in the West, but certainly uh, Australia-wide. Absolutely. I mean, I've, I've been lucky to be a part of uh, Jet, you know, since you started driving mm -hmm. and, and be a part of Nathan Turnbull and, and Jet. And you can just yep. see the, the passion and how they speak about it. And, you know, last night I had the chance to, to have a chat with Ellen away from the track and, and she's doing some amazing stuff off the track with horses as well. And, I don't want to uh, steal her lineup because I know she's she'll be uh, promoting that in the near future. But it's it's amazing to see what his legacy is left because mm. all of his grandkids, you know, they they, they play such an important role in our industry. And I think it's you know taking the Bathurst CEO role has been vital in making sure that we can actually get that into the community and that the further mm. community can see how how rich our sport is and and 
you know, the inclusiveness and the and the community engagement will be massive, a massive way of actually getting that out there and uh, making sure we we utilise, you know, the, the Hewitts and the Turnbulls and, and, and those families that are so, um, you know, have such prominence in our sport, making sure we can utilise those to, to um, promote it into the further community and get further engagement. You've kind of answered the next question. With that answer, I was going to ask you what's in store for the club. What 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 changes, or not necessarily changes for change sake, but what what things do you think you bring that can uh, you know pro- propel the Bathurst Club even further beyond their standing already? Well, I think from and obviously a, that was uh, one of them. Yes, yes. From a, um, a career point of view, I have a uh, analytics degree. Um, and, mm. and one of the things that I, I look at is business efficiency. So going in there, as I mentioned, Marianne and uh, Danny, who are the outgoing CEO and, and secretary there, they've, they've done an amazing job um, and, mm. and have laid an amazing platform, especially over the last couple of years. There's a lot of work that they've done that I've realized this week uh, behind the scenes that is actually going to allow me to propel forward. And, and that's not public and but that work is, is, is so critical in allowing me to actually focus on the bigger picture as opposed to the smaller day in, day out. Mm. And, and having that there is going to really allow me to focus, as I said, on efficiencies and really community engagement is a big thing. I suppose it aligns with the work that I did with BPM in, in getting new people involved in the sport. I think of, you know, the Bassist community being uh, a country town. I think if we can, if we can increase the community engagement, then we'll see uh, far greater participation on race nights and we'll start to fill up our bar and and I think from there then we can really off the back of that we can start to do some really exciting things. Before we let you go which we're about to your big race night of course uh, the, the biggest race night certainly in, in terms of uh, prize money and the like is the, the gold crown series but one of the, the true features of uh, the, the, the club is the Shirley Turnbull which is run on the uh, Boxing Day evening, the Shirley Turnbull uh, Memorial, and that's your first feature race. And again, that must be a, a thrill to know you're overseeing such a uh, an integral part of the Bathurst Club uh, as as one of your first features. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as we, as we've spoken and touched on, Tony Turnbull had or has left such Tony and Shirley Turnbull have left such an amazing mm. legacy behind for our sport, and to be able to you know, have this as my first major race night as a CEO there is, is something that I'll treasure. And there's something in the work that I've been working on behind the scenes in the first week to, to hopefully have, you know, a greater inclusion of, of all of Tony and Shermel's grandkids. Uh, so hopefully that will be released in the, next, in the coming weeks. Uh, but you make sure you give me the sc- I want the scoop, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly will let you know when it's, when it's all finalised. But again, it's a Good way of me. making sure that we can we can encompass, you know, the legacy that they've left behind into our great sport and, and make sure we pr- pr- promote that into the community. So I'm really looking forward to December 26th and, and yeah, really encourage anyone in the Bathurst community and those you know, in, in the surrounding communities to get there and have a great night. Sounds like that's your real Christmas Day, Boxing Day this year. Absolutely. Santa's <laughs> coming a day late for me. <laughs> Good on you. Well, look, Brendan, uh, we wish you the very best of luck, as we've said, and you've acknowledge big shoes to fill uh, Danny Dwyer terrific bloke terrific administrator but uh, the enthusiasm and the passion that I know you have for the industry uh, is very exciting for those involved uh, in the Bathurst Club and in the Bathurst region so best of luck mate thanks very much Fred and thanks for having me on this morning pleasure there he is Dan that's the incoming well when I say incoming he's already had a week behind the desk Brendan Mikulov 
Uh, we've known him as part of BPM Bloodstock. As he said there, uh, his partner Caroline will take over the reins of, of that uh, company and um, it's a great way to get involved in harness racing uh, with through the syndication, and I, I, you know, I, I'm not paid full disclosure. I don't get paid or anything like that to uh, extol the virtues of BPM Bloodstock. Uh, I did have a share in a horse, which I paid for, and uh, we had an absolute ball. Good chat with Brendan, uh, Fred, and it's good to hear someone passionate about the industry. Thanks for your help uh, today on on the pace. Always a pleasure. Good to talk to you, Dan.